Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. And, uh, you know, we'll get to our episode right after a word from our sponsors. Winchester Ranch premium beard oil products contain unique scents that are unmatched in the marketplace. They only use natural, unfiltered, uncut oils to provide the most nourishing ingredients in your beard regime. So leave the big box beard oils for the hipsters because no self-respecting cowboy wants to work cattle smelling like a New Jersey nightclub. So whether it's AM Lumber, Outlaw, Trail Boss, or Whiskey Saddle, Winchester Ranch Beard Company has a scent for everyone. You can reach Winchester Ranch Beard Company at winchesterranchbeardco.com. Once again, winchesterranchbeardco.com. Our next sponsor is American Survival Co. You can reach them at americansurvivalco.com. Wilderness Survival and Tactical Training. They have two locations in Jacksonville, Florida and Northwest Arkansas. War Eagle, Arkansas to be exact. Your instructors are from the hit Netflix show, Snowflake Mountain, Matt Tate and Joel Graves. So whether it's a few hour workshop or a weekend course, it's perfect for individuals or team building exercises. For more details, head on over to americansurvivalco.com and also check out their podcast, Survival Logic. Once again, americansurvivalco.com. Welcome back to the Lifetimes Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. And, uh, you know, it's just me rolling solo. Layton's, he's here so, somewhere. He's in the background doing real, doing real managerial stuff. What do you... Probably editing something. Anyway, uh, you know, it's good to be back, everybody. I, I've been here. Um, I, I missed last week. Not on purpose. Um, this is the first time that I've missed a week due to illness. Uh, I just didn't feel good. I don't, I don't know if COVID got me again or if that's a thing. Uh, speaking of things I don't talk about, it's controversial. I don't, because I don't know where any of this falls, to be honest. So I guess it's not controversial because I don't know where it falls. And I'm not really picking a side here. But I do think it's funny that why, why does there always have to be uh, a, a pandemic. Well, I don't know about a pandemic. That was what COVID was. But why is there always got to be like the next thing? And if you go back and you see these articles, uh, every year there's always something. There's like there's like a new super bug that's going to kill the world. Uh, and this one, I don't think there's a new one. It's like an old one, but I don't know. The flu's going around, still COVID, and then the, the strep. You can't even get strep medication. Do you know this? Like, is this a thing that, that, you've, that you've known here recently? People have strep strep throat, and they can't get amoxicillin. Apparently, there's a sh- shortage of amoxicillin. So I don't know where that comes from. I guess that comes from Wuhan, too. It's hard to, hard to get amoxicillin in here, but th- that's the thing. I don't, I don't know why there's always got to be a pandemic, or why is everybody 
try to promote something? Can we just be normal? Can people just be sick these days? Like, is that a thing? I mean, it, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to think when I, when I hear some of this stuff. Anyway, so I've been to Pittsburgh. And uh, I, I don't know if I, I don't know where I picked it up. You can, you can be anywhere, right? But airports, I was at sporting events, all things I'll get to. And, uh, you know, you're around a lot of people. Who knows where it comes from? But uh, I just don't understand the shortage. Anyway, so recently I've been to Pittsburgh. I thought, I thought it snowed in Pittsburgh. Um, for anybody that knows me, you know, I used to live around the Cleveland area there. So I just say Cleveland. And when I was there, it snowed like three foot a day. That's what it felt like because there's a lake effect. It snowed all the time. It's always blizzards uh, all the time. So, uh, and on the weekends, I would go to Pittsburgh. I know that I've laid eyes on snow in Pittsburgh before, but I don't remember how much. I just remember living in Cleveland. It snowed all the time. It snowed like crazy. So, that's what I think I'm walking into. I'm in Pittsburgh. And then last week, it was colder in Oklahoma than it was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was very baffled by that. Uh, but it's a nice area and that's where I was at. So I don't know, maybe I picked up this, uh, maybe I had COVID flu strip, whatever I had, it went away in like two days, but, um, I started going to the, the penguins games, the Pittsburgh penguins. I don't know if there's any penguins fans out there. I'm sure there is. Uh, but here's what I discovered. I thought, okay, I'm going to start going to these games and I'm going to buy a Jersey. That's what I thought, you know, cause you should buy a Jersey. Uh, if you're going to go support these teams. And when I was a kid, I would buy jerseys. But I really only bought a Michael Jordan jersey. It's the only thing I ever purchased, jersey-wise. More than once, but it was Michael Jordan. I, I didn't want anybody else. I didn't want to wear another jersey. And that's historical, and, and he's the greatest player ever. Oh, here we go. He's the greatest player ever by far, even though Leighton, I don't, you know, we, we have it. We talk about it every week. But that that's it. You could wear that one. Well... The whole place basically wears Sidney Crosby jerseys. If you don't know anything about hockey, uh, when he was a rookie and and still he's like he's been an all star. I think most of the years he's been in the NHL. So everybody in the stands has the Sidney Crosby jersey. Now, if he retires there, great, wear the jersey because he's an all time great, and uh, and then you have it. But I personally am not just going to buy a jersey for a random guy who might get traded in two years because then you waste money. Those jerseys, by the way, I just discovered this. For a sport that I live in Oklahoma, so for a sport that I see nobody wear jerseys of in this area, they're like $240 a jersey. All of them. Uh, even the ones that suck. They're like $240, something like that. The whole the whole stands that they got they got Sidney Crosby jerseys. I don't know. I'm just not that guy. Not a guy that's going to wear one if they're going to get traded. If somebody has a LeBron James a Heat jersey, do you still wear it? Layton, would you wear Never mind. He's a Heat fan. Uh, if he, if he, Would you wear a LeBron James Cleveland jersey? Yeah. I mean, I just don't think I'd – whatever. He moves around too much. So, I wouldn't do that. Anyway, the games have been uh, – those are pretty fun. I sat down close to the glass because I was trying to see. Here's what I remember about hockey. Hockey's my most favorite sport to watch live. And the reason that I liked it is because on TV, you'd follow the puck. Uh, you know, the camera follows the puck. What you wouldn't see in the background was somebody pushing somebody's head into the, into the wall, which I thought was great. And I started going to Flyers games. That's where it all started for me. I mean, Tulsa Oilers a long time ago, but the first NHL team was the Flyers. Um, 
that I would watch. And so I thought it was great. Well, I sat right next to the glass. Well, hold up. I, let me tell you about how I got scammed. There's a picture. I made a TikTok video about it. So I was going to buy a ticket. This was the first, first time I went. I, I bought the ticket, and then on the ticket side itself, it shows the view of, the, of what your view will look like from that seat. So I bought these tickets, and it was double B, whatever it was. And so I get to the game because, oh, and, and the picture was right on the glass. So I get to the game, and I walk down to the glass. I am excited. I thought I got a great deal. $63 deal is what I thought I got uh, to set on the glass. So I was fired up about it. So I get down there, and there's this old older lady. And I'm like, hey, ma'am, uh, where's this seat at? Like, I don't, I don't know. I, because it's double B. That was what confused me. And she said, uh, I don't know. And then she went and asked another usher. And he didn't know either. So I got two ushers in the Pittsburgh Penguins game. That's their job to know. And they, they both look at each other like they got three heads. And they're like, I, don't, I have no idea. And she said, I'll walk to the top. I wonder if it restarts. Well, uh, you remember, because I bought this ticket thing. I was on the glass. Uh, she walked all the way to the top. And not, not at the top of the arena, but just the top of the lower section. Uh, it was up there. I was up there in the corner. The worst seats. I got scammed on the deal. Made me mad. I was like trying to write an email to the ticket site, uh, but I couldn't figure out how to do that. So then I just had to suffer in silence and, and I never said anything. But I did learn the second game where to sit. So I, I sat right right behind the bench. And that was that was pretty cool. As a matter of fact, I didn't I didn't watch the game, but I was low enough where I had I was probably I'm probably a celebrity around uh Pittsburgh, I guess. I, I had to be on the I had to be on the game TV. Several times. So anyway, you know, uh, that's enough about Pittsburgh at those games. There's really nothing exciting that happened at the games. I mean, I remember this, and I've said this on uh, a podcast before, but I'll rehash it just in case you hadn't heard it. But uh, the, the, the last time I went to a hockey game, it was Philadelphia. And the fans are different there. Pittsburgh fans, are they're nice. Like, they're super nice people. Everybody talks, and they're friendly, and, and they're not really that way in Philadelphia, and especially if you're a fan of the other team. I saw people wearing other teams' jerseys there, and nobody says anything to them, but you can't do that in Philadelphia. Like, but back then, it was right after the Olympics, and the chants weren't Philadelphia Maple Leafs. It wasn't that. It wasn't Flyers Maple Leafs chants. Uh, it was USA Canada. And there were about, I don't know, 25 fights. There were fights in the stands. There was a whole lot of fights out in the parking lot just walking back. And, and this was my first go in Philadelphia back in the day. And you always hear like, ah, Philadelphia is a rough city. So I'm like in a city that you hear all these things about. And uh, I can tell you from firsthand experience, uh, <laughs> not, not every day was that way in Philadelphia, but that ga- that first game was wild. It was, it was completely crazy. Apparently people are still fired up uh, about the Olympics back then. Anyway, the city of Pittsburgh is a, is a fine place. And so I just drive around. I try to go to these uh, to a lot of restaurants that are historically uh, known. So, and I think I talked about it last week, two weeks ago, but the Permanti Brothers. There's this sandwich. Like, they're famous for the sandwich. And they used to serve truckers that came off of I, whatever the interstate number is. I don't know. I don't, but they would serve all the truckers there. It was open 24 hours, and then they got a name. And so now they're historical. And they're in all the sporting events also. Um, but it's the sandwich. It's it's a meat. There's numerous kinds of meat you can get. I get corned beef hash, I believe. And then uh, they put provolone cheese on it. And then there's coleslaw. And for anybody that likes that does not like coleslaw, immediately you're like, that's disgusting. It's not like the coleslaw that you put the 
you know, like the mayonnaise. Is coleslaw have mayonnaise? Is that a thing? You know, not the nasty mayonnaise coleslaw. I don't like that either. I think it's gross. Well, this is like it's vinegary. And so you got coleslaw, French fries, provolone cheese, maybe a tomato. Did I read that? It's maybe a tomato. Uh, anyway, it's great, man. It's historical. And uh, it's, so I, I love it, and I would go to this restaurant. Well, eight years ago, when I would go there all the time, and I know I've told some of these stories before, but eight years ago, when I, when I was there quite often, um, I would stay on Carson Street, and I would walk up and down Carson Street. It was like the most fantastic thing ever. Uh, and the, like all all the the pubs and all the restaurants and all the like shops. I mean, it was just a it was just a cool place, and there were thousands of people walking up and down the streets. Uh, ice cream shops, just every, like everything you could think of. Well. It's been eight years. So my memory of that place is really fond. And uh, like, yeah, I'm going to go back. This place is, this place is great. Um, actually, I'll just tell it. I'll tell the story. I don't think I've ever, I don't believe I've ever told the story. The reason that this place became great uh, on Carson Street, because uh, we felt like we were legends. <laughs> like, now, I was married and happily married. So it's not, I wasn't out there trying to live the nightlife. Um, but it, it happened that way. Then it went like this. So I was with my friend, uh, his name's Reagan. I don't know if Reagan listens to the show, but I'm with Reagan. And so we go, um, to this, uh, to this pub and we go upstairs. And so we're sitting there, we're hanging out. We ate, uh, dinner, uh, and there's these, uh, these, the table right beside us. There were a couple people. So he starts talking to them. Uh, and then eventually we're just all just hanging out for about 30 minutes. And then, uh, it was it like they paid and they were leaving. Well, when they paid, they left a $10 tip. And so I was just being funny and I, and I wrote $20 and I'm like, ah, it's like, Hey, I doubled them. There you go. Like threw it down just to the waiter and, uh, you know, being silly. And, and then my friend Reagan, he's like, Oh, look, I'm going to double him. And he left 40. So now these people, I've never done the math. You'll have, I, you do the math in, in your head, uh, but it was like 40. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to get one up. Well, I gave him a hundred. So now this guy's got whatever money you do the math, <laughs> do the math. Tell me later. And so I gave him a hundred and, and I thought, you know, like, ah, I one upped him. It was just like a funny thing that we were doing. It sounds silly, but, uh, you know, yeah, we were doing some pipeline work that paid us pretty good. Right. So we just, were being funny. So we walked downstairs in the restroom. Um, my friend Reagan gave that guy $120. He didn't double it, but he gave him 120. He's like, here you go. Tell your friends. I tip more, right? And that was the game. Well, now I was going to have to give him like 200, which I didn't do. But the waiter guy, he said, he's like, look, guys, like, <laughs> I can't take this. And we're like, no, you take it. You know, we're just being funny. And uh, he said, I'll be right back. Well, he walks into uh, the manager's station. And, and the owner of this place, it was a restaurant, pub, it was two-story. Uh, he had owned several other establishments there on Carson Street. So he went in and told the owner. The, the actual owner was in that building, in that manager's office that day. And uh, so the kid walked off, and he came back after he spoke with the manager, and he had these two uh, VIP cards, and he gave them to us. And he said, here you go. Uh, the manager said, um, <laughs> he's like, take these cards. Uh, like I appreciate it. He thinks it's awesome. And, uh, the, the coolest place, the coolest place, the coolest establishment on Carson street. I felt like, uh, had a pool 
on the second floor and I had a bunch of villas, like private villas. And when we rolled in with those cards, they meet They immediately took us up upstairs and uh, we had our own little private thing. Like we were, we were living a dream. Like we had, we had like free bottle service, like we were celebrities and not, people were trying to figure out who we were. We were nobodies like, uh, Hey, what do you guys do? Uh, we're just a couple pipeline kids. We live over there in, uh, Ohio, uh, during the week. <laughs> so like every week we would roll into Carson street and, uh, we would act like we were somebody's, you know, and whatever the math was, I don't know, 200 and something dollars for 200 something dollars. It was like, we were, <laughs> we were Carson street royalty thought it was awesome. Now you fast forward. That was my memory of this place. So I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta stay on Carson Street. I gotta go to these couple places that that I loved uh, when I was there. Well, guess what? Both places that I loved are closed down. They're no longer. It's no longer official. And uh, so I heard locally because I would say Carson Street, and they're like, oh yeah, where are you staying? Now the hotel I stay in, it, it's nice, but um, Carson Street apparently in the last eight years has had a few shootings. Uh, because there's those clubs. Now I didn't go to the clubs, but there are clubs on that street strip too. And they were they were there's just shootings, I guess. You know, the city of Pittsburgh's had enough. So the thousands of people that would walk around uh on the weekends, they're not I know I'm not there on the weekends, but like even weekday, like there'd just be a lot of people there. It's it's no longer. Like it's sad, I think. At least that's what the locals tell me. Like, oh yeah, it's a rough place. So now when you go down there, it's like it's it's the same thing like when I'm out of town because I live in Tulsa. People are treating that place like it's terrible. Now, I still walk around down there. I go eat at those restaurants at nighttime just right down there. I haven't noticed anything bad, but then again, I'm there during the week and I'm not there. It's not like I'm going to clubs or anything, but I, I haven't noticed it being bad. Same concept with Tulsa. So it's because I travel a lot now, I'll be out of town. And it doesn't matter if I'm in an airport, somebody hear you speak and they're like, where are you from? And if you're in Pittsburgh, you can say one sentence and they say, where are you from? Cause I obviously, I don't sound like I'm from Pittsburgh uh, and I know it. I don't know what my accent sounds like, but being from Oklahoma, I would imagine I don't sound, I, I'm sure I have a twang. I'm sure I do. So I say Tulsa and every time they're like, oh man, I'm never going to Tulsa. Like everybody gets shot in Tulsa. I hear this all the time. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, because of the show First 48, First 48 has been following Tulsa police officers for, I don't know, five years maybe. So, like, the First 48 actually, like, they make it look like Tulsa. Listen, I'm going to tell you the story. I'm sorry for stuttering. I'm going to tell you the story because this is, this is, it went like this. Guy said, where are you from? I say Tulsa. He's like, oh, man, Tulsa's bad. I'm like, well, it's not, um, yeah, I could be bad, but it's not, like, terrible. He's like, no, man, I watch Tulsa. People get murdered there all the time. He said, if I go to Tulsa, I'm never going to quick trip. That's what he said. <laughs> he said, I'm never going to. And that's why I started laughing. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, every time I watch First 48, somebody gets murdered at quick trip, not going. Worst store ever. Turns out, quick trip is voted one of the best places to work in the United States. Like, I've, you know, they have those rankings. I read that, that quick trip is like a top 100 place to work uh, in, the, in, the, in the country. But what's funny is about these quick trip shootings. Uh, it really only takes place at like five or six of them, but they, uh, those, are the one, those are the ones they always show in first 48. So Tulsa now has a bad rap. It's like, it's like trying to act like you're in Compton in the, 
in the early 90s. It's not, it's not bad. It's like it's a nice place. I kind of feel like that about, about Carson Street. People are trying to tell me how bad it is, but I don't know. Everybody's down there. It's, it's nice. And I go to the Permanti Brothers there. Which uh, and I and I eat that sandwich all the time. I'm telling you, it's great. I've been there. I've been there ten days in the last two weeks, and I think uh, maybe three nights I didn't eat Permanti Brothers. And the three I did, oh, what's here? What's the? And the three I did, I I did not. Three days I did not eat there. I ate at um, Layton. You ever been to Cheesecake Factory? You like it? Oh, he loves the Cheesecake Factory. So, so I. The reason I don't like the Cheesecake Factory. Okay, oh, that, that's not true. The reason I thought I didn't like the Cheesecake Factory is because I went there one time. Whatever I ate, I, it could have been good, but I remember looking at the menu, and they have thousands. It seems like they got well, hundreds. They got hundreds of items. Seems like they got hundreds of items that spans all, all types of eth- ethnic foods from all over the world. And I just think... The food can't be that good if you have this many different kinds of food. That's that's what goes through my head. So I just avoided the place, and, and I didn't like it. But those three days I went there, it's pretty good. Uh, and the other day, uh, I was sitting there, and uh, while sitting there, there was a guy who sat right beside me, and he was by himself also. And then we start talking. Uh, this guy, the Steelers brought him in. Like he was a new quarterback for the Steelers. So uh, uh, I hung out and ate dinner with uh, with Caleb Ellaby, and uh, you know I did see today that the Pittsburgh game, uh, their starter Kenny Pickett he went out. So I don't know maybe maybe Ellaby's coming to town. So I'm excited. I thought that was pretty cool. I was just giving Caleb a shout out there. He starts talking about um, he played in college and he played for the Seahawks and he was oh he played for the Seahawks. So and I was like oh that's cool. I mean, I, it's not like I wouldn't act like it wasn't cool. I think it's very cool. He's still young. He's in the middle of it, you know. Um, but I, I, I have come to know in life, when you get older, you, you, don't, you don't think you're cooler than these people. But the older you get and you travel a lot, I mean, there's lots of people you know that played professional sports. So, like, you'll eventually just know, like, oh, yeah, I got, got a buddy that played football. Oh, I got a buddy that played baseball. It, it happens just when you get older. So I wasn't... I didn't like fall down and I didn't act like I was falling over in my chair like giddy. I did think it was actually very cool that they called him in. Like I thought it was uh, awesome. And the fact that I'm just hanging out, he was just such a normal guy. And he played at Western Michigan. And so I was like, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, I was like, I'm not trying to jinx you. I'm just saying like, if it doesn't work out because you were at that level, I was like, he wants to be a coach. We'd have this talk he, he, later in life. He wants to be a coach. I said, do you think you'll go back to Western Michigan? I don't even know if I should say this to ah, nobody knows. But I was like, uh, I was like, think you'll go back to Western Michigan? He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> like he didn't even entertain it. He just said, no, nah, I don't, I don't believe so. I'm <laughs> like, no. He's like, uh, uh-uh. have you ever been there? And I'm like, nope. He's like, no, nah, I don't think I want to go there. But you know, he's from St. Louis, so he wanted to not be in Western Michigan, and that's fine. I've never been in Western Michigan. Maybe I have. I don't. I, if I've been to Western Michigan, I don't recall it. I've been to Michigan two or three times and outside of Detroit. I've also been outside of Detroit where uh, it's just country. I mean, basically, it's like it's like here where I live now. Not Tulsa, but outside of it. That's what it's like. Yeah, and it's colder, so I don't think you like that. Uh, anyway, I thought it was very cool. 
And, uh, you know, I hope he makes it. I hope, he, I hope he's the new star. Just to finish the name-dropping part of that, here's what happened. So I, he played for the Seahawks, and I was, and he said, oh, yeah, well, they, they, I, don't, I don't know if he said they cut him. I don't remember the words he used. But he went on from that to say he got drafted in the first round, like the first pick of the draft for Houston. Like, not the very first pick, but in the first round. Houston, the XFL team, whatever it is. You'd have to look that up. The, the, he got drafted by them. And once he got drafted, the, that resurfaced his name, and then NFL teams started calling again. So that's that's how he ended up there. Anyway, a very big rambling thing to say. Uh, Cheesecake Factory doesn't suck as bad as I thought it did. <laughs> not because not of Caleb Elby. Caleb, great. It's great uh, to eat with you. Uh, I thought the place was terrible, though, before, and it's not. But I, I did eat the Oreo cheesecake, and I don't know if you've had that. Uh, I often tell people, I'm not chubby because I eat sweets. I'm chubby because I overeat. Well, I don't know, man. It just depends on if there's a cheesecake around. You know, I mean, that, that that's a thing. So it's Christmas time of the season. Uh, it's tis the season. Oh, yeah, that's the thing I say. I forgot it. Tis the season, everybody. Tis the season. Um, I hope to see my family uh, this year. Uh, sometimes you see your family and sometimes you don't. It just depends, like, how they schedule it. I mean, you got your own things going. Uh, I remember one year uh, my cousin uh, couldn't go to Christmas because she didn't have a front windshield in her car. Yeah, it was, it was old day day. Uh, but I, I was like, so, so, <laughs> like I'm not laughing. It's a long time ago, people. I'm not making fun of it. I think she she got a windshield now. It's different. But like it was Christmas time. We're like, oh yeah, it was, uh, it was old day day coming, and and I so I think I called her. I was like, you coming? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, why not? It's like, oh, I don't have a windshield. I'm like, what do you, well, what do you mean? It's like, it's just cracked or, I mean, she's like, no, I don't have a windshield. Like, like you can, like you completely, like you don't have a windshield. Like it's just a, a rectangle space. Yep. It was so, but I don't know. You could put on safety goggles. Is that a thing you can do? I don't know. I don't remember how cold it was. I figured if you want to get there bad enough, you probably could have got there. I'd put saran wrap over my eyes. Just like one, I think if it's like just one, one layer of saran wrap over your eyes should shield it from, I, I don't think they could fog up. If you didn't have a windshield, it should cool it off like where the, it would even out. Like the heat distribution, it wouldn't probably even fog up in there. So uh, that's, uh, that's just a day day. If you're listening out there, if you, uh, don't have a windshield again, use saran wrap. I never, I don't even know if it works. I literally just thought of that right now but i just think you could have got there if you really wanted to be there yeah uh and i don't you know some people make excuses that's what's funny about people making excuses to, to make uh christmas functions um i've heard it my whole life <laughs> i don't care i'll call them out uh Sometimes I feel like my mom, when I was a kid, would make stuff up and didn't want to go to Christmas functions. Uh, my wife will make something up. Like, I don't know, probably stomach hurts or whatever she does when she doesn't want to go. It's like, um, well, it's, it's tis the season. It's one time a year. It's not like you're doing Christmas every weekend. Go make the Christmas time. So, I anyway, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, this, this season, this tis the season, I'm going to, oh, yeah. It's not, it's not, um. It's not going to be Christmas time. It's going to be after that. This year, for the New Year season, I, I'm i going to do something different. Me and my friends, we're going to... Uh, um, where are we going? 
Uh, Branson, where are we going? We're going right outside of Branson. It's a cabin. We're going to pretend like we're wilderness guys. Probably going to cut wood. We're going to be chopping wood. Probably making chili on this on the pot, on a on a cauldron. Is that right? A cauldron outside. We're going to make chili over a cauldron. It's going to be a real outdoor treat, people. Uh, if you don't like the outdoors, you're going to hate this when we're out there outdooring. I know I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to be like Daniel Boone. I don't think he gets enough credit. Uh, these days i think some of the heroes like from when i was a kid i don't even know if he was a hero i gotta i gotta be honest i don't know if daniel boone was a hero or not i, I don't have any idea i just know there's a bunch of songs about him when i was a kid really maybe just like one song do you remember that song the daniel boone do you know that daniel boone was man just a big man anyway so that was the song you'd sing so i don't really know what he did but uh, we're gonna be like daniel boone i think he seemed like he was a frontiersman. Is that is that a word? Is that, did I just make that up? Is frontiersman a word? Frontiersman? Frontierman? Frontiersman? Front? You guys get it. You'll come up with it. Here's what I always like when I uh, <laughs> when I invent words accidentally. There's always somebody who will come behind me and t- let me know if it if it is or isn't a word. But so uh, it should be exciting. I, it reminds me of the time I was in Rio Doso, New Mexico. And I think I just discovered these places. I don't even know. I don't even know why I discovered or how I went to Rio Doso and I've discovered the A-frame cabins. It, it was $99 a night. They were pretty close to the ski resort and they were, they were A-frame cabins. There was an upstairs and then the bottom and the fireplaces from memory in the A-frame cabin, the fireplaces were as big as, what's that place? Uh, c- country kettle. What's that place? <laughs> cracker Barrel. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Cracker Barrel. Those fireplaces were as big as the Cracker Barrel. So, uh, here, I'm, I'm going to give you a little insight. I want the fireplace from Cracker Barrel. Like, that's what I want in my house. I don't, I don't even want it to be a rustic house. But I want my fireplace to be that big. That's what I want. It's a monster fireplace. Uh Anyway, those A-frame cabins, that's what it was like. And then you get there, and they have a rick of wood, and you just burn fires all day long. And it was awesome. I hope it's like that. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. I don't know what the kids are going to do. I mean, my oldest kid, she specializes in TikTok, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I don't I don't even expect. Is there? Do they do they have Wi-Fi there? Is this a thing? I would hope so. Yeah, we hope, we hope so. Well, we're frontier. Daniel Boone didn't have Wi-Fi, and I don't like it either. Whatever Dan did, that's what I'm doing. This that, them those couple weeks there. Uh, listen, uh, everybody. I, oh, uh, before I get off here, I just want you to know. Um, I, as you, we all know, I'm heart and soul behind the community. So uh, today was meet the Cardinal Day. You know, you got to meet the junior high and high school team. But I got to be honest, I didn't see anybody actually shake hands or meet them. So either the people already know who they are, or they just don't even really know them because I just announce them and then they just run some drills and that was it. Like that's the whole meet the Cardinals and it was a. Uh, it was an auction. Well, here's here's what I here's what I'm going to make a claim. I'm not even going to say anybody's name. I'm just saying in general, um, when you are writing your name down for an auction piece, uh, adults they got to have better penmanship. This is terrible. I couldn't even read names. And then like somebody texts me afterwards, and they're like, "I thought I won like three things. Turns out it wasn't me." I am going to say her name. Uh, this, <laughs> so. Uh, 
the winner was Ashley Eastep. And Ashley East called me and said, I thought I won like three things and I didn't. It's Ashley Eastep. You need to pronunciate better. Listen, you guys need to write your name better. If you, you write your name better, I'd probably say it. I can't even, by the way, I could read those. So no offense to either one of those. But like people would write their names. I couldn't even read it. Like it's, I don't, people, we're not, we're not being doctor autographs here. We're trying to win auction baskets. We had women's baskets. We had holiday baskets. So many different baskets. Uh, anyway, that was fun. <laughs> fun. Fun time. Listen, love everybody. Um, Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, uh, we'll be back next week in, in our regular... Well, we'll be this week also. We're going to be constant here. Uh, just to let everybody know in advance, though, um, over the Christmas break, the actual like Christmas day and the New Year's week, uh, there will be a two-week gap because people are off in their personal time and they're probably not listening to podcasts. So we're going to take that time off uh, also, but we'll continue these right up until that last day. Anyway, all right, uh, love everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, See you next week. church family. It's good to talk with you. <laughs> <laughs>